Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. My name is Justin Powell, I'm your host, and today we are going to talk about staying in the emotional heat of the scene. How do we do it? How do we do it? That's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) I'm getting so much better at these intros every single time, that was beautiful. Uh... (laughs) So, this is actually a topic inspired by uh, someone who made a comment about this, who asked this question on Instagram. And I always appreciate when anyone reaches out, uh, because, you know, I have things... I I could talk about acting for way too long. Um, There's always stuff I want to talk about. But it's helpful for me to hear from you guys and hear what you might want to hear discussed, something you're struggling with, or something you just are interested in learning more about, or just hearing my perspective. So I just very much appreciate this person for reaching out. And what they asked me to talk about was how to stay in character or in the emotion of an intense scene between takes on set, or even over the course of a day on set, right? And before I get going into this, just another reminder, because I, I always want to make sure I do this. Uh, hopefully I'll get to a point where I don't have to reiterate this every time. But I just want to say, again, these are techniques that I use. This is my opinion on the subject. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you every time. I would suggest trying these out, seeing how they work for you. But ultimately, we have to, we all have to develop our own process, right? And that includes moments like this. So that can be a problem that we find when we're acting on set, right? Or even in a production of a play is that we get ourselves to this emotional place that we believe is necessary for the scene or that we're told is necessary for the scene. And then something happens. They have to fix lights for 30 minutes or they decide to push the scene that you've been emotionally prepping for to later in the day. And so how do you keep going? How do you keep that energy that was there? Well, the first thing I'm going to talk about is probably going to be annoying, but I do think it's something that bears mentioning around this topic, which is I think when we hold ourselves to this idea of I need to be at this certain emotional level for this scene, I need to make sure that I'm sad enough or joyous enough or surprised or scared enough. I think it puts limits on us. It puts limits on our performance and on our spontaneity in the moment. We're not as free when we've determined emotionally where we should be at for the scene. And so I think this is a type of control that we're holding on to in our acting, right? And it it's a bit more insidious in that we kind of think that there is a correct way that the scene should be done. Now, in some cases, the director is going to say, hey, I need you to cry in this scene. So I completely understand that. Let's throw those out for a moment and we'll get back to something like that. For the most part, you know, I was listening to Colin Farrell recently and something he said that I really enjoyed was that even at this point, he likes to go into scenes not really knowing everything that's going to happen. 
not planning it out, allowing that curiosity and that discovery to be a part of his work. And I think that's where we want to be working from. So one thing I think you can do in those moments is just accept wherever you're at. Maybe you're tired because this scene was pushed to the end of the day. Could your character be tired in this moment? Is that a possibility? The other thing is, I think we... Sometimes we think there is a certain way that we should react to situations, or that people would react, and then we even define that for the character. The character would react like this. But we don't always know how we're going to react, right? And the other thing is, we don't usually judge ourselves based on our reactions. Pure hypothetical here. If someone broke into my house right now and tried to take my cat I don't know how I would react. I might scream. I might get up and punch the person. I might cry. I don't know. But however I reacted, I would not then think to myself, hold on, that wasn't right. I'm sorry. Can you please, can you go back out and then come back in again to take the cat? Because I need to, I I just, I don't think I would have screamed there. So let me just, let's try that again. No, we just trust that our reaction when we're present is valid. And so I think that's what we need to do. And in fact, something I really enjoy doing, this is a technique that I use. Again, you don't have to use it, but you might want to try it. I often like to start a scene just before I go on stage or just before I step in front of the camera, just before they say action, by placing my hand on my heart and just checking in with myself and what emotion I might be feeling at that moment. And then whatever that is, I just start the scene with that emotion. I just allow, rather than denying my emotions and trying to shape it into a way I think would be interesting, usually that's not going to end up being interesting. It's very rare that we can control our performances and have it be more interesting than just being fully present and listening. So when we take that beat before to check in with ourselves, to feel our emotion, it's an opportunity to begin to allow, to begin to trust, and even give yourself that permission to fuck up. Maybe you'll fuck up, you know? Apologize for my curse words, but I do think in acting, we need to allow ourselves the permission to fuck up, especially in film especially in the rehearsal process, allow yourself that permission because otherwise we're just holding ourselves too tightly. And sometimes those fuck-ups that we think are so bad actually end up being far more interesting and lead us to new insights in the character. So we want to allow that stuff rather than trying to repress it and trust that we need to be at a certain place for the scene. Now you're probably thinking, great, Justin, that's great, but guess what? My director said I have to cry. Well, okay. Now, I do think an option that you can always try with a director is just saying, can we try this a couple different ways? And just seeing what they like. But there certainly might be times when you're on set when they say, nope, this is pivotal. We need you to cry. 
It ties the whole story together. We need you to cry in this moment. Now, there are lots of videos online that talk about crying techniques that you can use to make that happen. Of course, some films, they will just give you some eye drops where they can make that work. Um, but if you're worried about that, and if you think, I need to stay in this emotional connection, this sadness, let's, let's go with this example for the rest of this, this sadness for the scene, then there are a couple things that you can do to keep yourself there or to at least be able to re-enter into it right away. The first thing I would do, though, is I would allow it to fade away at the end of a take. I wouldn't try to hold on to the exact pain and sadness that I was feeling in a previous take and take it on to the next one. I think I think it's more beneficial to be able to kind of jump in and out. But that's not everyone's experience. Some people feel like they need to stay in it all day, and that's totally fine too if that works for you. But if you are like me, and you find it easier to allow yourself to take a step out of that, in this case, darkness, sadness, for a moment before diving right back into it, then what I would recommend doing is creating some hooks for this moment. Now, what is a hook? A hook can be lyrics to a song. A hook can be your objective. A hook can be a poem or a line that you say in the scripture that someone else says to you. If you want, you can use some substitution, right? You can think of a memory that stirs up those feelings from your past. If you're going to use substitution, which I'm not crazy about, I'm I much more like to rely on imagination than substitution. But if you are going to stir something up like that, make sure it's something that you do have a healthy relationship with now. It doesn't mean it might not make you sad still. But, you know, if you had some tragedy within the past month and then you're trying to draw upon that for the scene... It's not, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think putting yourself through that trauma is worth it. We need to create a safe environment. And there, again, are ways to draw upon this emotion in ways that don't hurt you. Right? We should not, there's this myth, and I've been thinking about this recently because I used to be one of those actors that was very much, very much had this belief that like, I, if my art was going to be good, I had to suffer. I had to be in pain. It had to hurt to produce good art. And I think that's a myth that is that we're moving past, luckily. But that can trap a lot of artists, especially when they're younger, like I was when I really bought into that stuff. We should not have to be in pain for our art. Now, will working on certain pieces bring up some pain? Yeah, that's going to happen when you're working on topics that you're very close to. But lingering in that pain, I don't think is healthy for you. I don't think it's healthy for your performance. Because the thing you run the risk of in that case is delivering a performance where you are so much more invested in your own pain than you are in dealing with the scene partner in front of you or with the situation at hand. It becomes masturbatory acting, right? Woe is me. Rather than, what do you want from the world? What do you want from your partner. Maybe you want them to make you feel better or maybe you want them to be in the same shit that you're in. How do they not see things your way? 
It also makes us more active, by the way, when we are looking for something from our partner, from the world even. And when I say the world, I'm thinking more of like a soliloquy, right? But even so, you know, there are times in our lives when we want something from the world. Some quiet, some peace, some answers. (sighs) So yes, substitution is another option. And what you can do is you can... Let's let's do a practice scenario. You just did a take. You were in the emotion. You felt good. They tell you, hey, we're going to have to adjust our lights for 15 minutes here. So if you'd like, you know, there, there can be a pressure sometimes, I think, on set too. Here's another trap that can happen. You can feel this pressure like you have to engage with people, right? You have 15 minutes here to kill. You don't want to come off as a rude actress or actor. So rather than taking care of what you need to do the kind of work you want to do, you allow yourself to just be pulled into conversations or things that will take you out of where you want to be for the work. And so part of it is just that, having, you know, something we should always work on, the ability to say no, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be rude about it, but... There's certainly a way that you could turn to your scene partner that's cracking jokes with you as soon as they call cut or the producer that wants to talk to you about their next project and just just say, no disrespect, but I think I'm going to take some time to try and stay in this emotion for the scene. Ultimately, I think people will respect that. And if they don't, then I, I think that's more their problem than yours. You know, we can't please all the people all the time. If someone has an issue with you setting a boundary, which is a pretty benign boundary, it's nothing rude, it's nothing mean, it's you trying to take care of yourself so that you can do the kind of work that you want to do and that, frankly, you were hired to do. So I don't think people will be too upset with you. Again, if they are, that's kind of their problem. Your job is to do the kind of work that you know you're capable of, that you want to do. And if you believe that staying in this emotional state is going to be the thing that gets you there, then do what needs to be done. And again, don't be rude about it, you know? Just set the boundary. Maybe walk away for a bit. I think... You know, I really don't have an issue with people's acting processes. I actually think that's a very interesting question to ask. Actors is what their process is. But I don't really have any issues with anyone's process, no matter how different from mine it might be, except if that process interferes with someone else's process. That's where I think the public perception, at least of the method, has gone a bit out of control. Now, I'm not saying every method actor does this, but we hear stories often of, Method actors like Jared Leto, who was sending disgusting gifts to his co-stars. And look, maybe that's something that helped him, but you don't know if that's going to help anyone else. And if anything, you might be upsetting them. You might be upsetting their process. There's a story of Jim Carrey, I believe, on Man on the Moon, if I'm not mistaken, where he refused to come out of his set because he 
the character would not come out of the set at that point or something along those lines. I think I'm butchering that story. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis being carried to set when he was doing My Left Foot because his character did not walk, right? And I think those kind of things really leans into this, again, mythos of character and, oh my gosh, they are such a character. They really invested in the character. And I just think it becomes a bit too much. If your process is interfering with other people, that's not great. But with something like this, where you're just trying to stay in the emotional heat of the moment, asking if you can do so, if you can have some time to yourself, is a good thing. And again, there are different triggers, different hooks that can help get you to that emotional place. And it's something to experiment with, too. You know, in my acting class recently, my teacher has been repeating how another myth that seems to come with a lot of actors is this idea that the people we revere just get up there the first time and knock it out of the park every time. That at the table read, they are set with their performance. But it's a process. We're building the scenes. We're building the character. We're building the story. And so it's okay to allow that to happen, to not feel like it has to be baked right out of the oven on day one. But if you feel like you need to stay emotionally connected for this scene, you need to stay sad, try some different triggers and see how they work for you. Maybe it's a song that resonates with this moment for the character or just resonates with the character in general. Maybe it's one line of dialogue that you have, a hook, the key to the character. I know something that's worked for me lately is thinking about the inner child of the character and of myself in a lot of ways. I always try to connect. It's such an important thing. It's to connect ourselves to our characters, right? To personalize it. The objective. What do you want from this other person? And then remember, ask yourself why you want that. And just keep asking why until you get to something personal that stirs you. So let's say, again, hypothetically, it's a breakup scene. The fellow's breaking up, and you need to get sad. What do you want from him? You want him not to break up with you. Sure, we could start there. I don't think you're supposed to do objectives in the negative, but hey, let's just start there for the sake of this. You know what? No, we'll do it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, if there's one thing I am, it's indecisive. Okay. Your objective is you want him to stay with you. Okay, why? Well, I want him to stay with me because I don't want to be alone. Okay, why? Because when I'm alone, I feel very scared. Why? Because I feel like no one is ever going to love me. And that's something that just stirred me a little bit. So I would sit with that. Now, just to be clear, I, you know, I feel love in my life, but, but it is something that stirred me there. And so that would be the curiosity, the objective that I work from. And then I would just tap into that through the lens of an inner child. So... 
that's what we got, right? You have some hooks that you can use to keep yourself there. Set your boundaries with the people that you're working with in a respectful way. And then lastly, I think you just got to let go. I think I, I talked about that a bit at the beginning, but if we hold on to this idea, even if you do have to, by the way, even if they say you have to cry, I think if you hold on to that idea that I have to cry, I have to cry right now, it's going to be very tough to get to that place. You know? I think instead if you invest in the scene, in the circumstances, that's the other thing. Really invest in why, again, this example, and why your partner leaving you would be so devastating. What would make it that devastating for you or that would make you want to cry? Would Perhaps it's the backstory. Perhaps you working on this idea that your character has never felt love and this is the first relationship they felt love. Maybe that is the type of thing that would get you there. Maybe it's not the past. Maybe it's more about the future. You bought a new house just before the scene. You were going to ask your partner to move in with you into this new house that you bought for the two of you, his or her dream house. And then they break up with you. So all that dream comes crashing down. But invest in these things. And that's the type of situation, by the way, projecting into the future. That might not be in the script, but who cares? You have to flesh out the character, right? In this situation, this hypothetical situation I've drawn up here, you have to cry. So sometimes you just got to get there how you get there. The other thing, too, you know, I just want to touch on this. I feel like I'm noticing a trend in some of my podcasts where I start down this river of a concept, but then break off into all of these little tributaries that eventually come back around to the main river. But there's a bit of a mythos in American acting as well. Another mythos. I love talking about mythos. About this idea of feeling it, you know? Of, oh, my heart's just right there and it's flying right now in the moment. And look, I dig that. I do. I'm, I'm mocking it a little bit right now, but I do dig those feelings. However, that's just not always going to be there. It's not. And you still got to do your job. Bill Nye talks about how he was asked a question once regarding his work where someone said, how do you get there every night? How do you emotionally get there? And he said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said essentially, because I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact that I need to take this coffee over to that table on this line, and then I have to walk over here. Then I have to sit down. He's just focused on the track of the character. And then he allows it to be there, or he just acts. He finds something. Maybe it's not the same way he cried the night before. Maybe it's more of a silent sadness. But we have to trust our instincts. We, we got to. It's really the only thing. It's what separates you. When you are fully in the work and, and responsive and impulsive, that's, I think that's where we want to live. 
not in the idea of the character or the idea of having to get to a certain emotional place. There was the tributary, now back to the main river. So again, just to recap here. First, take the pressure off yourself in terms of having to stay in an emotion, having to get to an emotion in a scene. Let go and trust your instincts in the moment. Maybe you'll cry, maybe you won't. But if you're responding truthfully, then we'll see the truth. And that's always more interesting. However, if you are in a situation where you have to hit a certain emotional note that the director wants, that's pivotal to the story, then start trying to find some hooks. Songs that match the character, poems, certain lines that your character says, an objective that is personal and close to you. Invest in the relationship. Think about the backstory. Think about the future. Find what might get you to that place. And then when you're on set and you're worried about having to take too much time and the lights are changing and people are joking with you but you're trying to stay serious... Set a clear boundary, do it respectfully, do it kindly, but take the time for yourself because this is your art. And then the last thing to think about on set in particular is just how you pace yourself throughout your day, you know? If you're shooting this sad scene all day, ask yourself, can I stay in that emotionally heavy place all day or is it better for me to shoot the scene, and then step out for a bit. Joke around myself. Keep it a bit lighter. And then dive back in. And find ways to do that. And then the last tip is just even if you have to do that, even if you have to cry, ultimately let it go. Trust in yourself. you got to let it go. Because if you hold on to an idea of how the scene's going to go, it's going to start to get rigid. It's going to get less free. Try to relax into it so much. So many acting techniques are... Always talk about relaxation and how key that is. And it's true. Thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating and review, and subscribe if you'd like. Uh, It would really help me. Uh, It would help grow the podcast, which is something I very much want to do this year. It's one of my goals for the year, amongst some other insane ones. I think I'm setting too many goals for myself. One of my goals was to set less goals, so off to a poor start there. But it would really help grow the podcast. I'd appreciate it a lot, and I'd also love to hear from you. Again, this whole episode was brought on because someone reached out and asked a question, and I'm very appreciative for that. I hope it helped if you are listening. Uh, And if not, reach out to me, and I will see if I can clarify my thoughts a bit better for you. I know I can get kind of rambly. You can also reach out on Instagram or TikTok at The Acting Notes, where every week I'm posting videos of different actors giving insight into the process as well as little tidbits of information that I'll share from time to time and once again thank you for listening 
Have a great day. Peace.